Well, uh, glad that you're here on this Easter Sunday. I, you know, I was looking at Facebook this morning and I got a, um, I got, it wasn't an invite, it was uh, telling me Happy Easter uh, from the folks at Facebook. And you know what it was on Facebook? It was people hugging Easter eggs. And their friends writing cute little things on their Easter egg. And uh, that was their picture of Easter. And how sad that is. You know, Easter is all about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's because of the resurrection of Christ that it makes all the difference in the world. And so that's what we're going to look at as uh, we're together and uh, before we get into the message, there's someone we need to pray for this morning. They were uh, out in the parking lot uh, coming into uh, our building this morning, and they fell, and uh, they injured their hip. And it, now, there's several Bettys in our church, but I believe it's Betty Broyles. Am I correct? Okay, Betty Broyles, and she attends the uh, video venue. And, uh, and so we need to pray for Betty this morning as uh, we begin our service. Let's pray. Father, we do lift up our our precious sister in the Lord, Betty. Uh, Lord, as she's uh, injured, um, we believe is her hip. But I pray that you just encourage her as she's in that uh, ER right now getting checked out. Um, Lord, on this Easter Sunday, may you just remind her in your special, unique way how alive you are and and are there with her. Be with Scotty, too, as as he's by her side. But uh, bless this couple and heal her body, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the church is founded on the resurrect, re- resurrected Lord. If, if there was no resurrected Lord 2,000 years ago, there would be no church today. Christianity stands or falls with the empty grave. And so it is all about what Jesus did on this particular Sunday 2,000 years ago. Had Jesus not resurrected from the grave, guess what? Our faith would be in vain. We would be wasting our time in this service this morning. Because Jesus rose from the grave, Easter makes all the difference in the world. And I want to just mention... Uh, three uh, things that uh, Easter makes a difference in. And this isn't an exhausted list. Uh, I didn't want to keep you here all day, but I do want to mention these three things. The first difference Easter makes is that because Jesus rose from the grave, your sin can be forgiven. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 25, he has delivered over to death, he was delivered over to death for our sins, and was raised to life for our justification. On Good Friday, this last Friday, 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross. And we came together in a service Friday evening, and uh, we remembered the great sacrifice Jesus did in dying for our sin, giving his all, shedding his blood for the forgiveness of our sin. We know the story. Jesus was buried in a tomb. And three days later, he came up out of the grave. Had Jesus not come out of the grave, our sin could not 
be forgiven. Look what Paul says again, Romans 4.25. He was raised to life for our justification. You know what justification means? Take that word justified. Just break it up into three, three syllables. Just if I'd never sinned. That's how God the Father sees us in Christ. We are covered in the blood of Christ. And God looks at your life and he looks at my life. If our life is in Christ, if we know, if we're in relationship with him, and it's just as if we had never sinned. We're in Christ's perfection. 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen says, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. But praise God, Jesus came out of that grave. It reminds me, when, it, when we're justified of our sin, it reminds me of that little toy that we grew up with called an Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah, I can say that a lot better in this service. I think I'm more awake in this service. Etch-a-sketch. How many had an etch-a-sketch growing up? Okay, virtually all of us. There was a, a really popular toy. Now, did you know they still sell etch-a-sketches? I haven't seen, my grandkids don't have an etch-a-sketch. I don't think it's cool to have an etch-a-sketch day. But I went online at Walmart, and they still sell Etch-a-Sketches. Um, but, uh, yeah, today's toys are not as cool or a lot more cooler than Etch-a-Sketches. You know when Etch-a-Sketches came out? One month before I was born. Yeah, July 1960, Etch-a-Sketches were introduced to the market. But uh, the cool thing about an Etch-a-Sketch... You know, we could draw on that little screen, make all kinds of squiggly lines, and when we were done or if we didn't like what we were creating, what did we do? Shake it, and the screen would disappear. You know what? That's what God has done with our sin. That's what God has done with your sin by Jesus dying on the cross. God has cleaned, cleared the slate. And not just our past sins, not just our present sins, but all of our future sins as well. It was as if God took our etch-a-sketch and he broke the knobs. And in breaking the knobs, we can't, we can't write or scribble or make mistakes on that screen ever again in the eyes of God. Our debt, our sin debt, has been paid in full. It is complete. It is finished. Our sin is completely forgiven. And I know that that sounds really scandalous. Pastor, are you encouraging people to, uh, to uh, are you giving them a license to sin? Are you saying that when you come into relationship with Jesus, you can go out and do whatever, whatever you want to do because it's no longer going to be on our etch-a-sketch? No, I'm not saying that. Save people. Don't talk that way. 
But when we come into a relationship with Christ, you know what? We make mistakes. In fact, there was a there was a act of rebellion that took place in our church two uh, this is yeah two Sundays ago. At the conclusion of our service, there was a gentleman in our in our church that uh, put in his uh, registration for the men's retreat. Men's retreat. He put in two hundred and fifteen dollars of cash in an envelope, wrote "men's retreat" on the top, and put it in the offering box back there. Well, between Sunday morning and Monday morning, that cash envelope was missing. And the counters never received it on Monday morning when they count uh, count the offering. That means someone between Sunday morning and Monday morning pried the side of that box open and pulled out that cash envelope. Now, I don't know who that person is. But you know what? If they have a relationship with Jesus, if they're a Christian, and they may very well be a Christian, you know what? That act is not on the itch sketch It's been completely forgiven. Now, does that mean that they can do whatever? No. Because, you see, when we come into a relationship with Jesus, the Bible says that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the gift of the Holy, the Holy Spirit is there to convict us as God's children of both sin and righteousness. And if that person who took that cash is a Christian, you know what? The Holy Spirit isn't going to let them get away with it. They're going to be convicted of that selfish act. And there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. For you see, if, if whoever stole that cash isn't a Christian, well, the Bible says there's an accuser in the name of Satan who's out to just make us feel so worthless, to make us feel smaller than a blade of grass. And in that condemnation, you know what? The enemy wants to drive us away from the presence of God. He doesn't want us to shadow the the doors of this church and be in this building. But if this individual has the Holy Spirit, God's not condemning them. God is loving them. God is convicting them. And it's God's kindness, the Bible said, that leads us to repentance. And if you're here this morning and I'm describing you, the best thing that you can do, God's forgiven you already, okay? That, that's taken care of at the cross. But God wants to restore the fellowship that's been broken. And to restore the fellowship, we have to live a life of confession. And that goes for all of us as Christians. Because when we come into relationship with Christ, we're not perfect. We make lots of mistakes, but we need to keep a short sin list with God. 
and confess, agree with God that what we've done is wrong. That he might restore the brokenness. The relationship, it's intact. It's not going anywhere. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. But going back, the difference Easter makes when Jesus rose from the grave, we were justified because of what Christ had done on the cross. Our sin is forgiven. The second thing, second difference Easter makes is there is no problem too big for God. I want you to think about you for a moment. What is a problem that you're facing in life right now? Okay, something just isn't working out. And it may be a really serious issue. It may be something that has to do with your future and doors aren't opening and you're absolutely frustrated. What is occurring in your life? And it's a huge problem. I want you to know that God is bigger than your problem. The Bible says Jesus walked on water. The Bible says that Jesus rose uh, others from the grave. And that Jesus himself conquered sin and death. Can you think of a bigger problem than death and defeating it? I can't. And neither can you. And Jesus rose from the grave to let us know that whatever problem you're facing in life, God is bigger and he's going to work it out. There's a promise in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I don't know what your problem is, but God's going to work it out for your good. Now, God may not work it out the way you want to work it out, but God's going to work it out for your good, for your intrinsic spiritual good. You know, when we think of good, we we want to think happy thoughts, superficial thoughts, that great things are going to happen in our life. doesn't always work out that way, but it's going to be for your good. Remember when your parents were, you were at the dinner table and you had spinach on your plate and you were just staring at that spinach, turning up your nose, and your parents would say, Eat your spinach. It's good for you. Not that it's going to taste wonderful, but it's for your intrinsic good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, is for our spiritual good and for his glory. God is bigger 
than your problem. And God is there for you. I like what John MacArthur says. He says, the resurrection gives us courage in the midst of persecution. Comfort in the midst of trials. Hope in the midst of this world's darkness. There's not a there's not a problem you face, friend, that God can't solve for your good and for his glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20 says, I also pray that you will understand the indescribable greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that that raised Christ from the dead. The same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead is what lives in you today in the person of Jesus Christ. And so my question to you is, have you been facing your dilemma, your dead end, your closed doors? And have you been asking God, God, would you just show me what to do? May the power of the resurrection of Christ live through me. God, help me to be victorious in this situation, knowing that it not may not work out the way you want it to work out, but it's going to work out for your good. God knows what he's up to. He's on his throne. He is sovereign and he is fully in control and he is bigger than whatever you're facing right now. Easter makes all the difference. He forgives our sin. He's bigger than any problem that we face. And then number three, Easter makes the difference when it comes to our future. Our future can be secure. Death will never have the last word. Jesus says this in John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And the one who believes in me will live. And even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? My friend, Jesus is asking you that question this morning. Do you believe this, that he is the resurrection and the life? I love to come alongside people who are knocking on death's door who know Jesus. In their pain and in their suffering, they know that soon they are going to be set free and the presence of their Lord and Savior. That is a gift of God. I love this sculpture, sculpture that I came across a few years ago. Um, this, this, this sculpture reminds me at the moment of um, Donna Reinhardt. Donna Reinhardt just celebrated her 89th birthday over in Bellisera. 
Donna's in a wheelchair right now. Donna is in constant pain. I don't know how many years Donna has been a member of this church. Her and her husband, Ken, uh, planted uh, Inukern Baptist uh, Church many years ago. Donna has a, a beautiful soprano voice. She had sung in the choir for years in the senior adult choir. She, a teacher, Sunday school teacher, is just a faithful saint. And now our sister in Christ is all crippled in constant pain. And she longs to be set free. And this is, gonna, this is what's going to happen. She's just going to walk through death's door. And she's going to come into the presence of Jesus, made eternally well, whole. Her future is secure, and she knows it. Friend, is your future secure? It can be. Jesus rose in the grave to give you a secure future. But that can't happen outside a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. There are a lot of religious leaders who have come and gone, and they have all made made claims that their way is the right way. But all those ways are cluttered with their dead body in the path. There is only one way where there is a man standing at the front of this path who is alive and well, who is saying, I am the way, the truth, and life. I don't know about you, but I choose the path where the guy says, the guy's alive, and follow him. When we come into a relationship with Christ, our eternity is secure. But how do you come into to that relationship? You gotta believe. You gotta believe that what Jesus did two thousand years earlier actually happened. It wasn't some mystical spiritual thing. No, this was a bodily physical resurrection. This is what the Bible says. And when you believe that Jesus died and rose again and place your faith in him. Confess that what he did actually happened. The Bible says you'll be saved. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. That's what Easter is all about. My friend, that's why you're on this planet. 
You're on. You're not on this planet just to excel in sports and excel in school and to hang out with friends and play video games and just live life uh, to yourself. You are here to make a decision about Jesus. And when you make that decision to surrender to him, to follow him, he'll turn your life upside down. And you'll know the forgiveness of sin. You'll know that he's bigger than any problem you face. You don't have to be afraid of death. You don't have to be fearful of going to funerals when you know that loved one knew Jesus. You know exactly where they're at. Jesus wants to give you that kind of future, that kind of life. Do you know him? Let's pray. If you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, don't don't miss this Easter. This Easter, give your heart and your life to Him. Tell Him, if that's your desire, tell Him right now that you believe that He died for your sin. And on that Sunday morning that He came out of the grave, That, you, that he is the resurrection and the life. Say, God, forgive me of my sin. I want to walk with you. And my friend, when you make that decision, a miracle takes place in your life. You're, not, you're no longer just God's creation. Your son, you're his daughter. And all that belongs to Jesus now belongs to you. Your etch a sketch is wiped clean. Tell him thank you. Don't keep this decision to yourself. Tell some people you love and trust, hey, accepted Christ today. Your next step is baptism. Baptism doesn't save you. It's an opportunity to testify to the church and the world that you belong to Christ. That you want to live for Him. We encourage you to take that next step of faith and obedience. And then Christian, what problem that you... What problem is there in your life that you think is bigger than God? It isn't. Has it been working out your way? 
start praying. Start asking God help. God, I need a breakthrough. God, I'm trusting that you're going to work this out. You're working it out for good, even at this moment. You brought me to this service this morning, God, to remind me that you're alive and that you care. You want us to give it to you. Father, thank you for the hope that only Jesus brings. Your resurrection, Easter, makes all the difference. We're going to stand, we're going to sing a song of worship. Man of sorrows, Jesus took your sorrows upon himself that he might give you his righteousness. As we sing this song this morning, maybe you need to pray with somebody.